and welcome to the Evolution Sports Podcast, Volume 8. I'm your host, Andrew Ferraro, here with my co-host, Dave Sanders. This week, uh, it's going to be three guys talking football. We've got our great friend Steve Finn coming in live from California, and uh, we're just going to talk wild card football here in the NFL, NCAA National Championship, and anything else that comes up. Uh, let me kick it over to you, Steve. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself and uh, take it from there. Sure thing, Andrew. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, it's been a while since I've done one of these things, so it's it's great to get back and uh, get back in the podcast room. I really appreciate you guys hosting this one. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Um, really love all the discussions. Love how wide ranging everything is every week. So um, you know, really, really just stoked to be a part of it. Um, you know, to kick it off, I guess I got to say I'm pretty proud of my uh, San Diego. Oh, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, really crushing it this weekend going into Baltimore, even though they probably should have been the higher seed and, uh, and really sticking it to them. So uh, really proud to see that. I actually had a, a buddy who wore his Chargers jersey out to the game. He sent me a picture from Raven Stadium, and he was the only person in all of Section 302 uh, who had a Chargers jersey on. So um, he might be the only person on the East Coast with a Chargers jersey. I don't know. Maybe maybe you could back that, back that claim up for me, boys. I'd love to definitely take it over to Twitter and see if we can get some confirmation on that for, he said, Section uh, 308. Is that what you said? Some, some, somewhere around there. Yeah, so upper, upper deck in it, there's a pretty ballsy move going for the away crowd. Especially in Baltimore. Exactly. So let's let's just start it there. Um, you know, unfortunately, I'll be honest with you, I didn't get a chance to see much of that game. Uh, it was the last weekend of deer season, so that's what I was doing on Saturday. Um, but I did kind of catch some of the highlights. You know, I'm just happy for Phillip Rivers. Uh, he's got, you know, 20 kids he's got to feed, so it's nice to see him get a little playoff success. Another uh, one on the way, too. He does, yeah. The man's fielding his own team. <laughs> I couldn't believe how they shut down Lamar Jackson. They made him look like he didn't belong in the NFL after he already went, I think, 6-1 and one in the first seven games of his career. So that was wild. But, yeah, I'm excited for San Diego or now Los Angeles. Um, I kind of – I wonder if they get to the Super Bowl and they win it, would the, I guess the parade would be in L.A., but it would be weird because they haven't really established fans there yet. I hope people would actually show up. Yeah, it's it's definitely strange not having them in San Diego still. Um, you know, I know that when they first left, um, there was a little bit of that push sort of like you saw with the LeBron burning of the jerseys and, you know, people who who'd say they don't support the team anymore. Uh, but, you know, I've seen a lot of Chargers tattoos, and those are not coming off. So <laughs> I know there's got to be still some fan base here. Um but, you know, to be honest with you guys, I, I have talked to a few people who have been up to L.A. to watch the game in the, the MLS stadium. And, um, you know, I'm not sure whether you guys have already gone into this yet or not. But, uh, you know, they say it's it's not really the same atmosphere that we got at Qualcomm. Um, you know, Qualcomm, 60, 70,000 people. And as crummy as a stadium as it was, um, you know, that stadium could rock and it, it could get pretty loud. So uh, I don't just like you said, Dave, I don't know that the fan base has really transitioned up there, but. It would be really interesting to see what would happen if they won. I, I do think people down here would really support them, you know, considering a lot of them still live down here, Rivers and, and a lot of the old uh, San Diego Chargers, LT and all those guys still. Yeah, I think what I've heard about that stadium really is that a lot of times it feels like a road game for the Chargers that they have when the Eagles play there. There are a lot of Eagles fans. Um, so it's almost like they're playing 16 road games, which I guess helps this playoff run since they're going to have to make the – Track their way through the, the road path. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like it's the stadium that's the issue or the fact they've moved to L.A. and there's the Rams are there and 
you know, they're basically playing their the little little stepbrother playing in a poor stadium. No, it, you, I mean, you have a point there. Um, it, it's funny because, you know, uh, L.A. is such a huge transplant city, right? So you look at a lot of football teams and they've been in places for, you know, like the Patriots and just a, a lot of the East Coast teams, the Giants, the Eagles. Um, they've been in the same city for forever, and those are just really old cities with a lot of culture that are built up there. And the Chargers was pretty much the one thing that – really unified San Diego because as a city, San Diego is pretty culturally diverse as well. And there's a lot of transplants here also, but, um, said, you know, the chargers have been around for, you know, they're one of the original AFL teams. They've been around for whatever, 50, 50 plus years. Uh, so that was the one thing that everyone could sort of get behind. And I think they're too new in LA to really have built that fan base. And LA is too diverse of a city when it comes to, you know, anyone actually being from there. Uh, so I think that that factors into it in a big way too. And with the season that the Rams had this year and last year coming off a really hot season, um, you know, I think that right now, and, and also again with them playing in the Coliseum, um, you know, they definitely have the bigger fan base up there right now. They're winning the the battle uh, of who's going to get the transplants hearts in Los Angeles, I think. Yeah, you're right. They definitely get the head start. Uh, I guess the market dictates that they could definitely have two teams there, but it is hard to establish those fan bases, the people that have been fans for years. Um, and to your point, I guess the, San Diego is, on a map to us, it doesn't seem like it's that far from L.A., but it's really not commutable to a game, is it? I mean, it's probably three or four hours. Yeah, it's it's about three hours, maybe a little bit over three hours. You know, if you're looking at stadium traffic, you could be pushing four. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's it, – there's a – there's L.A. just has awful – you know, everyone knows L.A. is known for their terrible traffic, but they really have no public transportation system at all. Um, so – you know, it's not like Philadelphia where you can hop on a SEPTA bus and, you know, get in a drop shop right at Broad Street and you're, you know, half a block away from the stadium. So there's just nothing like that up there. Um, but I'm curious to see what they do against the Patriots when they go into, you know, you're going into Foxborough, you're going to a cold, you know, a cold city, cold stadium. Um, it factors in a little bit. And then you've got Brady and everyone's saying that, you know, this is the end of Brady's career. He should retire after this year. You, should, you know, he's coming down to the wire. He's not the same Brady as he was. Um I don't know. What do you guys think? You think he's going to step up, or do you think he's sort of going to uh, back down into the shadows? I'll let you go first, Andy. Uh, I mean, it's it's time in the playoffs. Uh, one of my good buddies who I work with is a diehard Patriots fan. Um, if you say anything bad about the Patriots, his mother will come after you. Uh, you know, he's I got him a, a Malcolm Mitchell jersey. Like, we talk Gronk. Uh, I think the Patriots are not as strong as they've been. Um, Tom's another year older. He's starting to look a little older. At this point, Gronk's just out there to be out there. I don't. He's really not much of a weapon. He'll make a catch here or there, but I, I'd love. I'd be interested to see from a statistical standpoint how much above a you know wins above replacement is he. Uh, he's definitely not taking over like he used to. You're gonna have a hard time convincing me that I'm gonna bet against Tom in Foxborough in January. So, I mean, if you're going to ask me who am I taking right now, I don't know what the betting line is. I haven't seen it yet. I'm taking time in New England. All right. I'd take the Chargers, to be honest. Um, I think Rivers, his whole career has been overlooked. He was drafted at the same time as Ben and as Eli, and they both have two Super Bowls, and they get thought of as Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But I think Rivers is just as good, if not better, in terms of, like, raw talent. Oh, he's better. just never fully come together for him. Um, as you mentioned, the Patriots are probably getting towards the end of that run. We keep saying that every year, but I think it's finally happening. As you mentioned, Gronk is seriously declining. I read a quote from an anonymous defensive coordinator that faced them this year that 
they felt that they just single covered him. They didn't want to double team him. They wanted to knock him around a little bit early in the game. They thought he couldn't rebound from that anymore. And you can kind of tell when he's walking off the field, he's walking gingerly, he's limping a bit. He's not the same physical specimen that he used to be. Um, I'm going to look up the line now, but I guess, Steve, what's your pick for that game? My heart says the Chargers, but, you know, history says the Patriots. And I'm just seeing this right now. There's ESPN's reporting that Josh McDaniel says he's not going to take the job in the Green Bay because he interviewed for the head coach job in Green Bay. So he is coming back as offense coordinator for the Pats. So that might give them a little boost too, right? Knowing that they've got the guy who's led them to championships and who's led the team um, from the sideline. So, um, you know, I, I, I guess I got to go Patriots. I'll take Patriots probably somewhere around maybe like 21, 17, something like that. I would think that they've promised him like head coach and waiting or something. If he turned down Andrew Luck and the Colts last year, and to not interview for Green Bay seems like a, that's a pretty damn good job. Yeah. Um, I think he's got something in place after Belichick. Yeah, and we talked about this on an earlier pod. Is I, I don't think Belichick has that much left. Um, this honestly could be – I really think this could be the end of the run where you lose Belichick, Brady, and Gronk. Um, you know, as you talk, Gronk's hobbling off the field. His back has been, frankly, broken, um, literally and figuratively. Um, his legs are messed up. I just don't see him really wanting it any as much as he used to. And I can't blame him. You can't walk. It hurts to move every day. You're getting beat up. You know, you carry that team. So I think it's the end of the run. Um, we can talk about, you know, head coach openings. I don't think Green Bay is as attractive as people think it is. Um, yes, you have Aaron Rodgers, but there is a lot of things that come with Aaron Rodgers on that one. Um, but, I mean, if you kind of look – can the Chargers win? Yeah. Would they, if I, would, do I want them to win? You're darn right I do. Um, I'm tired of the Patriots. Um, I would love for them to win. What I found interesting for the Chargers, though, the, just to kind of wrap button up the, the Chargers-Ravens game, is even though the Ravens are an, were a, a run-heavy team, the Chargers played the majority of the game with seven DBs on the field. Hmm. Um, so, to me, that's pretty crazy when you think all they do is run the ball. Right. But, and dare Lamar to pass and – he did bring him back, I guess, at the end there, but it seemed like a lot of that was just prevent defense, and they were really just trying to avoid um, quick scores. But yeah, to your point, putting speed on the field against Lamar really made a difference. Definitely. Now, we, you know, if you're going to talk running the ball, I guess we can't not talk about the uh, Seahawks Cowboys game. Um, I hate the Cowboys, so we can keep this one pretty brief. But at what point now, Dave? You and I talked about this offline. I'll bring this into you, uh, Steve. Is You've been in California now for a while, so we all know about Pete Carroll and USC. Is there going to be a point where we realize that Pete Carroll is overrated? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's another one where, where uh, you know, you've got to bring the fan base in because the one thing that, that I feel like everybody knows about Seattle is how how strong their fan base is, right? And um, you know, number one, they love Russell. They love Russell Wilson. Number two, they love Pete Carroll. I think they he brought them that. He brought him the Super Bowl. He brought him back to the Super Bowl, in which, you know, they lost at the last second on a bonehead play. And uh, I don't know. I mean, if they're going to stick with him through that, then they're going to probably stick with him right now. But, um, but I mean, you're right. You know, there has to come a point where where they move on. And it's sort of like, you know, we're talking about all these coaches, you know, like Mike McCarthy's gone. And not to even put Pete Carroll in the same category as McCarthy or Belichick, but um, I feel like he has earned a, a little bit of, some some place in Seahawks fans' hearts. Um, but I think once the fan base really turns on him, then that's going to be the end of him. 
Yeah, I, I just think where I was coming from with it to kind of ex- expand my thought for the listeners who haven't, haven't had a chance to kind of be in, in our background talks is, yes, he won them a Super Bowl. Um, you can never doubt him for that. You can't take that away. You can argue he lost them the next one. Um, based on that play call, you're at the one-yard line with Marshawn Lynch. You have Russell Wilson. You decide to throw the ball on a slanted coverage. If anything, run an RPO. Russell can take off. Throw it away. you still got time to live. So you can argue we lost that one. You look at what he's done lately. His defense hasn't been as strong. Um, they haven't been able to, frankly, just mug receivers when they had the Legion of Boom. Um, it was literally pass interference every play. You take that away. Now you've got Brian Schottenheimer, who – wants to establish the run, and, well, why did we lose? Well, we didn't run the ball enough, which which doesn't make any sense. Um, that is 1980s thinking. It's really 1960s thinking for the NFL. So, you know, Pete's making these calls. Pete's ultimately the one responsible. You see head coaches get fired for less. I'm not saying yeah. Pete should be fired right now, but I just want to know when does that train run out of – you've got a Russell Wilson who's arguably one of the most dynamic, magical quarterbacks bailing you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they don't have Russ back there, they're nowhere near the same team. And you can almost go with where Mike McCarthy was with Aaron Rodgers. If you don't have the great quarterback just bailing you out, what do you really got? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm just kind of at with Pete is I'll give you the benefit of doubt for a couple seasons, but at what point, you know, you take Russell out, you ain't got nothing. The hiring of Brian Schottenheimer, as you mentioned, was really questionable given his history and inability to adapt to the players that he has, you know, on his team, you mentioned establishing the run and it seems like he wants to die with that. Um, I really wish he had, you know, paired himself with a, with a more um, flexible offensive mind that could have built a system around Russell and let the game, you know, live in his hands instead of in Chris Carson's hands. Um, But it's interesting that they, they didn't even let Schottenheimer go. So he'll be back again next year, probably stunning their growth a bit more. Definitely. You know, I'll tell you who who did learn their lesson on the converse side of that, and Andy and I, I know you're not going to like this, but the Cowboys halfway through the season, right? They had uh, the issue was, you know, they were undefeated on the season when they when they gave Ezekiel Elliott the ball 15 or more times, and then they were 0 and five on the season when they didn't, right? And so, you know, if you're looking at his stats, he 26 carries, 137 yards, he got fed that game, right? And they, I feel like they have learned throughout the season. That's Talking about another coach in the hot seat, that's arguably the only reason why Jason Garrett still has a job down in Dallas is because he learned that you need to give Elliott the ball, and when he does, the team wins, right? So as long as they can keep Elliott happy and keep feeding him, um, I think that I think that they could keep going on there. But but it's just the opposite side of what you're saying there, Andrew. I, I totally, I totally, I totally get it. Um, you know, I saw an interesting tweet that if you look at the team. You know, all four teams that won this week ran the ball more than the opposing. Correlation is not even causation on that. Um, I think also if you look at Dallas's turnaround, they picked up Amari Cooper, um, which I think at, at the time a lot of us were questioning, hey, you gave up a first for Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is good. Didn't quite know quite what he was. Um, I was down on him a bit. So they picked up Amari. So now they've got another thread that really kind of opens it up. And I think a lot of Dallas's turnaround has been defense. Uh Leighton Vander Esch has been playing really well um, mm-hmm. as a rookie linebacker because uh, he's really stepped up with Sean Lee being out like he normally is. So I, I, I get where he's coming from. Like, yes, you have to be able to run the ball. I think you need to be able to have the dynamic to be able to do both. Uh, run the ball, pass the ball, depends on what you're getting. Where I think Dallas can, even though I don't think Jason Garrett's that good of a coach. Where I just think Pete Carroll, more specifically Brian Schottenheimer, doesn't 
can't get out of his own game plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he doesn't have a Zeke, you know, there in Seattle. Um, with with Dak being a few steps behind Russell, um, I think it definitely makes sense for them to really follow behind Zeke there, like you mentioned, Steve. And then getting Cooper opened up a bit more for um, Zeke. I think less guys in the box, and finally gave Cooper some or gave Dak somebody who can make somebody miss, make big plays, and immediately we saw. 150-yard games, two touchdowns, where he was just streaking down the field. And he was doing stuff he couldn't do in Oakland under John Gruden. So really interesting. Um, the next guy you guys want to kick it over to the Eagles game? And as oh, Eagles fans growing up, um, it's really hard to believe what they've been doing these past, I guess, 13, 14 months under Nick Foles. And I can't really explain what's going on. I know this week they're eight-point underdogs, but would you guys be surprised if they pulled off another win? Um, I, I – Surprised? I don't, I don't know if anything at this point could surprise me. Um, Big Dick Nick took him into into the Super Bowl, uh, loaded him up. You know, some, somehow took down – you know, outplayed Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Uh, it's a lot tougher matchup this week. Uh, Saints have a lot more offensive weapons. I, I don't think the defense can hold up nearly as long. Uh, so, they're going to have to score a lot more points. Yeah, more than 16. Yeah, yeah. Can they score more points? Yeah, I think they can. Um, the the road back to the bowl is going to be real hard when you look at you've got to go through the winter Chicago top defense. Uh, Jason Peters played incredibly well, uh, holding up against Khalil Mack. Offense did just enough. Now you've got Saints who probably have arguably the best offense, um, reasonable defense. So I think we have to score. So we've got to go score for score. So Doug Peterson is going to be pretty aggressive. If we somehow beat the Saints, we are going to get either the Cowboys, which I would, is probably the easier matchup, or the Rams, who we have beaten before, but arguably have a very good defense and a very good offense. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to get the some somebody coming out of the AFC, so it's going to be a it's a tough road to hoe. Yeah. Yeah, I think they could. Do I want them to? You darn right. Do I expect it? Honestly, no, not really. Yeah, you know, I I agree with you on that. I mean. You know, we it was forty-eight to seven last time we played the Saints, and it was in New Orleans. Same, you know, same exact situation. Um, we have there's too many se- secondary that are just continue to be injured on the Eagles. They give up too many big plays. That's the one thing the Eagles can't figure out. You know, I, I guess they're running some sort of a zone in which the safety doesn't anticipate the deep ball on a go route on the sideline, and they give up that play. You know, you saw in the Chicago game where Trubisky threw the same ball to Allen Robinson going up yep. the far sideline over and over. He must have thrown the same ball six times, right? I mean, the last drive, there's 56 seconds left in the game. He throws it to Robinson twice, either twice or three times in a row. They go like 70 yards and get him down to, you know, whatever the 25-yard line. That's always been the Eagles' biggest issue. You saw the exact same thing with Amari Cooper when they first got him on the Cowboys. Eagles played the Cowboys that next week. Cooper, you know, other than having that ridiculously lucky catch in overtime, he beat them on, you know, 60, 70 yard touchdown runs where he would just he'd catch it streaking on the sideline, beat one person, and then there's no one back there. He's gone over and over again. Um, you know, and I think the Saints just have too many weapons when it comes to receivers, and, and Breeze can put the ball exactly where he wants it. He's got a cannon for an arm, you know, um, an NFL record holder now. So it's going to be, they're going to have to get some really lucky breaks, some timely picks a couple of timely fumbles. We're going to need Michael Bennett to step up and play better. We didn't get any pressure hardly at all on Trubisky in that game. You need to sit Drew Brees down on his butt, right? And you need to have Fletcher Cox come up bigger. You really need to have the defensive line start to hurt Brees, and hopefully he's going to fumble the ball a couple of times. 
and you need Ingram to have an off game too, right? So there's is it possible? Like you said, Andrea, it's possible, of course, right? I mean, the Cowboys beat the Saints, um, but is it likely? Then you know, it's it's not it's not very likely at all. Yeah, Steve, like you mentioned, the matchup is tough, especially with those weapons on offense. You've got Kamara, you've got Ingram in the backfield, and then looking at the receivers, uh, Michael Thomas is one of the best, and then those deep threats, which can especially burn the Eagles on double moves or just straight-up speed, um, Ted Ginn and Traquan Smith. It seems like a nightmare, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, the one thing that was kind of overlooked in that game because of the parky missed field goal and because of the touchdown to Tate at the end we didn't get pressure on Trubisky really at all. And he played one mm-hmm. of his best games of the year. And he was able to sit back there, find guys, make um, multiple reads. And if you give that same time to breeze, he's going to crush you. Yeah. Yeah. I think Maddox, I think it's Maddox got burned three or four times on double moves. Um, he was being aggressive. And I don't, I don't have an aggressive peek in the backfield a little bit. Cause if, you know, it makes a pick six or something. It's a big deal. Um, but I think you hit it on the head there. Steve. you, you got to get pressure. Um, yeah, if you look at what Dallas did to be able to beat the Saints, it was keeping the run contained. Eagles have struggled there, um, as we've been torched pretty much all year by between Kamara, Barkley, uh, Zeke's gone off for like 170 yards each time. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be tough. Um, yeah. You know, we beat the Bears. I was excited for that. Uh, they played really well. It's There's something about the postseason, Nick Foles. They just seem, he seems to play really well. Um, we can't have two turnovers. We have to win the turnover battle in order to keep going. It's going to be tough. It's doable. Um, if it's close late, I'll take my chances. Um, Nick seems to come up big late in games, pretty good heroics. Uh, Doug Peterson's going to have to have a great game, and Schwartz is going to have to come up with something different than what he did several weeks back. Yeah. Now, I, think, I think they're way different than they were several weeks back. Uh, I think that was really one of the low points for the season. Uh, at that point, I think with Wentz, the Wentz play that game, or was he hurt? No, he played that game. Yeah, so Wentz played. He didn't quite look right pretty much all year. Mm-mm. But the defense was just getting murdered. Um, so I think yeah. they're, they're a different defense right now. They're playing much better. But we, you got to get some picks. You got to get some luck going your way. A couple good bounces. Now, I'm going to make a, a possibly an unpopular pick here. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think the Colts are going to take it to the – Take it to the Chiefs. Um, I, you know, I got, I got to say, I'm, I'm really excited to see Andrew Luck back in the saddle. He looks like the old Andrew Luck. He's making great passes. He's, be, he's great awareness in the pocket. He's moving his feet. Um, he looks healthy. The, the Colts, the Colts look like the Colts of old. And uh, I mean, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm really happy to see it. Uh, I, I always thought that Luck sort of had bad luck, right? I always thought sort of he had a bad break. Um, you know, we had that one run where I think they got to the AFC Championship. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but uh, yeah, against the Patriots, yeah, right? Yeah, they got they got pretty far, lost to the Patriots, and, and didn't end up going to the Super Bowl. And uh, and then ever since then, they really just never did anything. But it's good to see them back, and it was great to see them win that first game. Um, you guys have a, a line on that game? Here, let me grab it. I know Andy and I were dead wrong on Andrew Luck being done. We were looking at some stats, and uh, me especially, I was thinking that, man, he's not throwing downfield. There's something wrong with the shoulder, the neck injury still catching up with him. Um, but, no, he's he's been terrific recently, and he's utilizing T.Y. Hilton all over the field. Eric Ebron's mm-hmm. been incredible. The defense is way better than it has been in years past, and that's probably the biggest difference. Um, and mm-hmm. I think, to your point, they're going to be able to score points on Kansas City. A lot of teams can score with them, and – um, the running game has been good, but recently with Khalil Mack, I can't wait to. That's one of the my favorite games of the weekend because it could be you know forty to thirty five or something like that. Uh, yeah, um, 
you gave Andy Reid a week to prepare, though. Um, so traditionally, Andy Reid coming off, quote, a bye week or, you know, a week to prepare is notoriously incredibly good. Um, Andy can usually get you through the first, maybe second playoff game. Does pretty well there. Uh, but you're 100% right, Dave. We were way wrong there on Andrew Luck. Um, I wouldn't say we were quite right in his obituary, but uh, we were getting ready to start typing it. Uh, we had everything everything set up for that. He's, he didn't look very good to start the year. Um, now you kind of look back and say, okay, hey, he had a, a year, two years off. Takes a little to get back. New coach, new, new, new system. So, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I'm happy he's back. It's really great to see him back. He's Football's a lot more fun when you have that. Because uh, when you look at the four quarterbacks there in the AFC that are left, it's, you know, Brady, Rivers, Mahomes, Andrew Luck. It's exciting. Which one don't you want? Like, it's good there. Dave, with Marlon Mack, I mean, I'm looking at it now, and he put up 150 yards on 24 carries in the last game, right? So when you've got somebody out there who can do that, um, and Luck himself picked up 30 yards, so he's not even afraid to take a hit, you know? He's he's sending people downfield. It's opening up. There's no one spying him. He's he's not afraid to go out there and run for four or five yards by himself. Um, and that's good to see, too. Like, he's you know, he's back in – he's got that fearless mentality. He's got a little bit of that eye of the tiger doing whatever it's going to take to win. And, and I feel like he knows what it, what it does take to win. Um, so it's it's exciting to see. But you're, you're dead on with Marlon Mack. He's, he's changed the game for them for sure. Before we jump over to college, you guys want to do quick Super Bowl picks? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, why don't you go first, Dave? All right. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs. We've been tracking Mahomes all year and trying to project his touchdown and interceptions. I think we – I think you were actually more dead on on the touchdowns. I kept undershooting it thinking he'd regress a little bit, and he was just terrific all year. Um, I, Andy reads the perfect coach for him, draws up the perfect scheme, and I think they're just going to be outscoring people. And the matchup with the Colts is probably most scary. Um, I don't think the Patriots would be able to score with them. And then on the NFC side, I'll take um, I'll take the Saints to come through, but then lose to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Sounds pretty. I think that's going to be a consensus pick for a lot of folks. Um, I think when we did this a few weeks back, I think I had about the same thing. Um, it's tough to go into New Orleans and win. Um, however, I would probably I, – I really think it will be Saints-Rams in the uh, NFC, mm-hmm. and that's going to be an insanely good game. Um, Rams have struggled at times, so that that's kind of where I, I struggle to go with them. And then again, so are the Saints. Uh, so I'd probably go Saints on that side. Um, I probably go Saints Chiefs as well. It's really hard to not kind of go that route. I think they're really the best teams. But really, you could make just about a combo of anything. You, you could tell me, "Hey, man, you think it's gonna be Rams Chargers?" And I'd probably say, "Yeah, I, I could see it." Um, both good teams. Whew, don't put me on the spot. I guess I might go a little contrary and just try to be a little bit different. I'm gonna go. Let's go Rams Colts. I'll take the Rams. Just to try to like just say it's, it's playoff football. Crazy things do happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about being hot at the right time. All right. Yeah. I don't think Chiefs defense is, is struggling. I, they can get exposed. Andy Reid in the championship game tends to struggle. Did he uh, go under there, Steve, with the Colts? No, I mean, I, I, I appreciate the, you know, the insight on Andy Reid as much as I should know that. Um, you're, you, I think you are right about that. Um, I do hope the Colts win. I, I thinking about it now i do think the chiefs will probably win that game the rams will definitely beat dallas i'm going to take the chargers over new england and i'm going to take the saints 
So I think I'm going to have to go Saints-Chargers Super Bowl. Um, my heart really wants the Chargers to win, so I'm just going to take the Chargers. I mean, that, that's what I want to happen. So I hope the Chargers win the Super Bowl. Chargers over Saints. Um, but if it is, I mean, that's going to be a shootout right there. Uh, anybody who plays the Saints, you're just going to have to put up. You're going to have to put up, you know, more than 28 points to beat them. Um, so, and I think that the Chargers can do it. I think that when, you know, when the running backs are healthy and uh, and when Rivers is really on his game, um, you know, I mean, he had that, he tied the record this year for most completions in a row. He can, and he's got Gates, right? The hero tight end of all time. Um, so it's, he can, they can all make plays in big games. Um, Keenan Allen had a great season. I'm, I'm just looking forward to continuing to watch them in the playoffs. So, they're going to take Chargers over the Saints in the Super Bowl. We'll call it somewhere like 34-31. It's going to be a close game. Would your dream matchup be the Eagles-Chargers? Oh, absolutely. Dream for absolutely. You? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't – I would put very, very little money on the Eagles winning this next game. But uh, I don't have much money, Andrew, so maybe I'll just put it all. There you go. Hey, bet the house. Why not? Uh, Dave, what would be your dream matchup? Now, we, we know what we'll probably what we expect, but if you had to pick two, what would be that kind of dream matchup based on the eight teams that are left? I would say Rams. Uh, I think they'd be interesting to see. We've already seen the Saints win. We've already seen Breeze and Payton there. Seeing McVay and all the buzz that McVay has created, how anybody who seems like stands next to him on a sideline is getting interviewed for head coaching jobs or OC jobs or quarterback coach jobs. I think seeing him and what he's done with golf from where golf was so bad with Jeff Fisher that first year and people were calling him a bust to see him make it all the way there. And, you know, on behalf of his play and not just the defense carrying him would be really cool. And then either seeing luck come through in the AFC or rivers. Um, like I mentioned, I've been a fan of rivers for a long time and I'd like to see him validate that career with a Super Bowl ring and have him considered as, you know, one of the all time greats, even though most won't give him that um, praise. Yeah, Rivers is Rivers is 100 a Hall of Famer. Um, if if you don't believe that, please go look at stats. Uh, go look at what he's done. Go look at his body of work, and then come back and talk to me. Uh, if I had to pick a dream matchup, it is Eagles Chiefs. Obviously, being, yeah, again, Andy Reid gets a shot to to get to get his Super Bowl by taking his former team down. Yeah, Doug Peterson going to get you know master versus protege. Doug go trying to go back to back. Nick Foles, you know. Owes a whole owes a whole bunch to Andy Reid, right? True. That, that to me, right there, it's got that storyline city. So can Andy get over the hump? You know, can Nick take? You know, can Doug Peters and take down the master? Uh, to me, that would be a, a great storyline, great for the week. Um, now, I prefer the Eagles to win, obviously, but if Andy Reid got one, you're not going to hear me complain. I'd love to see Andy Reid, you know, finally get his Super Bowl. He deserves it. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Um, so that, that's where my dream matchup is that taking the Eagles, obviously, so that we can get another parade. Sure. Yeah. Hey, this is going to wrap us up here on part one. Uh, make sure you catch us here on part two as we kind of discuss more of the national championship game and college football with Steve. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at DrewFerraro88. Uh, you can catch the pod at, uh, at Evo Sports Pod. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe. And Dave, tell them where they can find you. Sure, I can be found at DSanders877. Like I said, tell your friends, like, rate, subscribe. We'll catch you guys on part two. Hope to see you there.